that time folks fire up the modems the other and jump on the web get a little uh, the other kind radio the other kind radio welcome back to another show rather excited about today's show we've got um, we're going to have uh, in a second here he's uh, patching in right now but we've got Todd that's going to be joining us and we're going to be doing some reviews some TV uh, but first before we get too far into it, um, to all the audio engineer friends out there, to all the audio files, you will hear that I have my air conditioning on. That's because it's really hot in Nebraska here, and I know those words don't normally go together, <clears throat> but um, I could either turn it off and have a quality recording, and my equipment would burn up, <laughs> or... We can leave the air conditioning on. So for those, anybody listens and wants to send in their, I can't believe we had that on and everything, then yeah, I addressed it. So there we go. All right, without further ado, let's bring them on the line here all the way from Dallas, Texas, or right around those parts, probably sitting in his massive 300-square-foot theater. Let's uh, let's bring in Todd. Todd, how we doing? I, I, I don't know what to say to you because I'm, I'm both shocked that I can barely hear you over the air conditioning and the fact that that modem sound at the front of it, I thought we'd actually disconnected. I was like, what is going on? I'd never heard that music with that before. That is awesome. Well, I mean, I, hey, guys, I just introduced Todd. Come on. Jeez Louise. <laughs> I mean, you hire 400 people to come into your apartment. Thanks, guys. Yeah. If we're going to have production value from now on, Continue not to warn me about it. I love production <laughs> value that I don't know is coming. That was awesome. <laughs> okay, guys. Okay, okay. Jeez, Louise. Okay, you can leave now. I'm trying to get everybody up here. So yeah, it's hot, and I've thought about cutting it off, but I'm like, no, nah, I'll, I'll leave it on. So. And, that, and for all your audiophile friends, I have my fan on, kind of circulating the room. So if you hear the occasional, <laughs> right? That's why. Right. And you all can just kiss my butt. It just kind of. It's the same thing you get when. Uh, you know, you, you look on uh, our friends at Yelp, you know, and you're going to a restaurant. And for me, I skip all the good reviews. I immediately want to go to whoever gave them a one star. And I'm just amazed more and more how many people give low scores because the chairs were uncomfortable. You know, they'll <laughs> they'll, send, they'll spend all this time writing the review and talking about, you know, well, the food was okay and the people were nice and everything but oh my god this chair was so uncomfortable you know if i could give it negative stars i would i'm giving it one star because the food was okay so and back I, in the days of hot the hot or not sites you you searched out for the or nots is basically what you're saying you wanted to find the things that were not of top quality because you're, you're looking for the lowest is that what you're saying <laughs> I didn't know how we decided to bring my dating life into this, but yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I just, I, I that what made me think of the Yelp thing was that 
you know, you, you listen to other friendly pod people, podcast people in, uh, and you know, it's just like, people are like, don't comment on like the content, but they're like, did you hear the dog in the background at like an hour 35? Oh my God. You know, comment on it. Um, I don't want to hear the, it puts the lotion on the skin or the <laughs> crap in the background, but you know, other than that, go for it. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, is it hot down there where you're at as well? You know, what's kind of shocking is that we've, we've been having one of those summers where it, we, yesterday we had this torrential rainfall and today it's moderately cool and it's, I don't know what to do with myself when I walk outside in Texas in July and it's moderately cool. Let's see what the current temperature in Dallas is. Oh, you're going to beat me to it. 90, deg- 90 degrees. Yeah, that's good. You know. Yeah. That, for Dallas at this time of the year, that's not bad. No, no. The conversion rate on that up here in Nebraska is you guys are like sitting at like 150 degrees. Holy shit. Because 90 degrees here is people start freaking out. And, you know, you walk in and water's being taken off the shelf because people are worried about dying. And <laughs> I'm just like, okay, well, we'll be all right. I'll- I lived in Florida uh, to go to school there. I think you know that. And uh, there was a time when I think it hit 50 degrees. I went to the grocery store in shorts, and there was a lady, and I'm not kidding, wearing a fur-lined parka. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's just that whatever you're used to kind of thing. Right, right, right. All right, well, let's let's get it started. Um, our assignment over the, the past week or so was to, uh, to watch and enjoy, uh, if possible, um, Riverdale. And I had not been familiar with it at all until you had, had brought it up um, right after the last podcast. And I'm, I'm going to turn to you real quick to kind of give everybody the synopsis because the particular uh, origin spot for this, I'm not very familiar with as well. So I think you can do a better job of telling us, uh, uh, you know, okay. what the deal is. So it was a show that I had. You know, I, I, I read a lot about in a lot of the, the pop culture stuff, which I, I know I said on the last show, I'm just a, I'm a slut for that kind of stuff. And I want to read it. I want to know. I tried to watch the first episode and I kind of thought, eh, I'm bored. Then my 14 year old daughter came to me and said, hey, I've been watching the show Riverdale. Will you watch it with me? You know, and, and my daughter and I, we watch <clears throat> everything together. We share that. So yeah. I knew what it was. And, w- and what it is, is it's a modern retelling of the classic Archie comic book. So Archie, Jughead, Veronica, Betty. Right. And all the stuff they do, which we, you know, we all think of that as the classic cartoon we saw in, in the, as we were kids in the 70s and 80s, uh, where they're all G. Williker kind of kids. Right. But I had known and, you know. I don't know when you want me to throw out the things that I'd read about it, but I, I knew that they were doing a very modern twist on it and that, believe it or not, this isn't unique. They do this in the comics, that they have a serious version of, of the really? comics where they take on a lot of different things. It can be anywhere from homosexuality and, it, and, you know, it exposes kids to thinking about things maybe they aren't exposed to otherwise. So you're saying that the original Archie comic books tackle this this similar type of of storyline or 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 you said social social things i think that i I think there's always the classic g williker right comic and i'm i'm maybe speaking out of turn here i'm I'm not the most educated i did do a bit of research but from what i understand it's always you have the classic ones uh and you know back when my daughter was more like around six or seven i think i bought her some of those classic ones right right um but then what they did was they realized oh we can transpose these same characters into a setting where it's a little more realistic and let the kids deal with things that kids have to deal with which 
in turn, I think the show does a pretty good job of I'm watching it with a 14 year old kid. Yeah. And, and she's seeing things, you know, and this is a kid who's stepping into a world of trying to figure out who she is, how to act around boys, all these kind of things. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and seeing this kind of stuff and sharing it, especially sharing it with a parent, pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember reading it that much when I was a kid. I was much more of an X-Men, Wolverine yeah, kind of thing. I, it was it was more of a kind of like a, a silly goof, if you will. But I, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't remember if they did address any of those issues or talk about it. But I, I guess um, what you're saying is, is making perfect sense because um, obviously there had to be some type of story. Because all I right. knew, all I knew was Archie was a guy mm-hmm. who looked like okay, he that's good. who always had a hashtag on his on his cheek. Um yeah. then there was Betty and Veronica who were two hot chicks that mm-hmm. I guess were always trying to compete for him. Yeah. Um and then Jughead was uh just a goofy guy, you know. Right. <laughs> so which, which see that was my recollection until then, you know, I'm even gonna transpose most of my family. My daughter's going on telling my wife about it, which God forbid my wife ever actually joined us to watch it. And if she's listening to this, I love you. But you, you know you're not going to watch this kind of stuff with, with Abby and I. But, um, you know, she was the one that chimed in and said, oh, you know, you're, you're forgetting all this aspect of the comics, which is that it's a little bit of a soap opera, like you said about the two right. girls like an Archie, but that Jughead actually does exist as a player for their affections as well, which oh. I was like, I don't remember that. But The dude yeah, with the I goofy think, hat. <clears throat> yeah. Which I did. I think that what... Go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say, which I did read up on, and that was an actual hat that I guess at some point was popular. Oh, really? The crown thing. I, that's yeah. weird because I, I, when we started watching this, and I don't want to jump ahead. We'll, we'll talk sure, to sure. show. We'll talk sure, to sure. Things, But when I did see Jughead and what they've done, because they do a very good job of trying to at least acknowledge the classic idea of what they should look like. Archie right. should have red hair, <laughs> Betty, Veronica, or a brunette, and blonde. And Jughead wears a hat. Um, yeah, I looked at it and I thought, who the hell wears that damn kind of hat? So I'm, I'm surprised to hear that there was actually some relevance yeah, to that. Yeah, they actually they because they did they did some really they did keep it close, but then they also threw in some stuff that uh, as we, we as we transitioned to talking about the show and looking going over some more notes that uh, I thought mm-hmm. were pretty interesting as well. But um, let's talk about another really uh, interesting part of the show. Which, which was great about not knowing anything about it, right? Because I'm the opposite of you. I had not read anything. I, I don't know what research is. I don't even know how to spell that. But <laughs> um, So, of course, uh, it starts, and who comes on to full frame on the TV but my old buddy from 90210, Luke yes, Perry. Sir. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, man, he's old. He's old, but the weird thing was, and I even said that to my daughter, and she said, yeah, but he's nice looking. And oh. So, you know, the, the guy apparently has it that even a 14-year-old will look and say he's nice looking. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, exactly. But, but right away, that's one of the things the show does well. Yeah. Is that they, they hearken to these people that we've seen in eras past, which I'm going to throw one at you right now, the one that hit me. And I, I, before I even say her name. I know who you're talking the, about. The There's there's an actress who plays Betty's mom. Yes, and she was on Twin Peaks. Yes. Which this show bears such a resemblance mm-hmm. in so many ways to mm-hmm. Twin Peaks with its mm-hmm. moodiness. With its, you know, it's not as, as off kilter as Twin Peaks is, but it has a little bit of a, you know, this, this isn't something I've seen before. Right. It looks like a transposed bygone era in a modern day setting. Right. And the first episode begins with a murder. Yes. 
a murder on a, the shore of a misty lake, nonetheless. So I, I told my daughter, I said, okay, I'm going to tell you how the pitch to the show went. <laughs> hey, we want to do the Archie comics as though it happened in Twin Peaks. Right. Which, if there are people who don't listening, uh, don't uh, that are listening that don't remember, Twin Peaks uh, was arguably the show in the 90s by David Lynch, yep. Mark Frost, that sort of set the precedence for a lot of what we have today, taking the chances and doing a little bit more of a narrative instead of just the episodic touch stuff. Which has also been been uh, brought back, Twin Peaks, and I think yeah. uh, should be in uh, consideration for a uh, future uh, review because I, I am watching it, and David Lynch is, whew, he's uh, he's on a ride. I, I will say this. I don't disagree with you. Whenever I can finally torture myself to finish that show, <laughs> um, I'd be happy to talk through it because I, I often feel like, do you you watched Lost, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, do you remember the scene when the guy is they find a guy in there and his eyelids are held open and he's being forced to watch some yes. film over and over? Yes, I, that's how I feel <laughs> watching that show. But I'll save that for another time. <laughs> uh, which I believe is a uh, Clockwork Orange reference, right? Didn't it? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Two points for Jeff. Um, so yes, we'll go over the cast real quick. So KJ Apa, I've kind of looked up some of their stuff. I have he hasn't done a whole lot, and he plays uh-huh. Archie. Yes. Um, I have written down in my notes at least three or four times that hair. So <clears throat> whoever <laughs> whoever uh, made that decision, um, I think they yeah. went a little overboard with it um, because yeah. that hair is uh wow wow uh, not well, even the kid is obviously a, a brown-headed kid that they've done some kind of red wash on and yes just, yes uh, if anything they should have done here, here's where they didn't have to go so on point it right. could have just been a light red wash that when the light caught it we caught some red hair yes. that would have been enough for yes me, but it's jarring at times he comes around i'm like oh my god <laughs> Right, and yeah. I one of my other notes is I wrote hair commercial. Like I, I, I expected <laughs> at any moment for Archie to just like to break the third wall, look at the screen, and say, uh, "My color stays because I use Color Stay by Clairol or whatever you know shampoo oh. is going to be pumped there." Because good not, God, and if not to go back to like the Lucy days when they actually broke character and, and had commercials, would that not be great if he did break that and just yes. pitch the product? I love it. You know, folks, when I'm running around Riverdale. Uh, and my hair is a mess, and uh, yeah, it, it's they a little over over overblown there. Um, yeah. Moving on, we have Lily Reinhardt, uh, who also looked and had, had done a few things, but not anything I, I immediately uh, am recognizing. And she plays Betty and, and does a good job. I think they, you know, I do remember Betty being kind of the girl next door. And and I have to say, of all these kids, she. And we'll get to the kid that plays Jughead are the yeah. standout performers to me. Yeah. Um, she, I, I think that playing wholesome is often much harder than people give you credit for because you still have to find things that you long for, but be able to perpetuate that idea of being a good person. And right. She surprised me. There were numerous times where I thought, okay, there's a little something working behind those eyes. I, I really liked her. Yeah. And plus the cam, the camera loves her. She's a cute. Oh me. yeah. She's very pretty. If she smiles, it's like wow. You yeah. know, it's one of those classic things a casting director probably just peed themselves when she walked. <laughs> on that note, we'll move on to Veronica Lodge, <laughs> uh, play, yes. played by uh, um, uh, is it Camila Mendez? Yes. And she also, so we, you know, we've gone three for three. She had not done a lot uh, prior right. to this. Now, folks, uh, for those of you that might be hired representation of these actors, when I say they haven't done a lot. 
I know that they've spent countless hours in local theater and everything else. I'm not trying to diminish their their uh, career by any means, but you, you just just in reference to the kind kind listener, just you know whether or not that would be somebody. Because as we yeah, move so in, I, I'll, go ahead. I'll say it like it really is. Jeff's going to continue to pontificate about the shit and then crap before this was her first major role. <laughs> right, right. She ain't done damn thing. All right. <laughs> so then moving down, um, now we're going to get to somebody that actually has some history. And, and, yes. and that is the gentleman by the name of Cole Sprouse. Yes. Uh, who plays Jughead. Yes. Um, and and, and what, do, what do you, what secrets do you know about what he's done? Well, because I have a 14-year-old daughter, and because now she will tell you, oh, the guy, what was his name that plays Archie? KJ something? KJ? KJ Appa. KJ Appa. Yeah, she, okay, he's cute, Daddy. But the one that she loved was Cole Sprouse. So I Uh-oh. then had a 14-year-old throwing it out to me that he'd be on the Sweet Life what you know, on deck or whatever it was. And I also know the little bitty trivia fact mm-hmm. that he was Ben, the little boy on Friends, the little baby of Ross's character. Oh, I yes, didn't that's know what, that. That's what happens when I not only have a 14-year-old who's in love with my wife who watches Friends every day, and they're both like, that's Jughead. I'm like, oh, good, I'll never watch him on there. <laughs> okay, so do you know anything else he's been in? Uh, I I've got IMDb there, but I'm not. Do really you scrolling do you through. remember way back in 1999? Oh, there was an Adam Sandler movie came, that came out, an Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler movie that came out called Big Daddy. Well, immediately when you started saying Adam Sandler movie, as yeah. much like if you started speaking in French, I didn't understand <laughs> a word you said. Right. Yeah. Um, and he was the kid in that, and he actually has really? a twin. Really? So yes, he's a twin, and they would sub out because you know as a child actor you can only have so many hours. Blah 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 blah. Oh, okay. So there you go. I didn't know that Jughead was, uh, but I didn't know about the friends. So it was interesting to know. So for those kind listeners that are of the same, uh, had the same number of trips around the sun as as Todd and I have, then we you know we all remember that movie. And and uh, I didn't know about the friends thing, but yeah. So I mean, he's actually been around and he's done some stuff. He's still a young guy. Um, well, the bad thing now is that if the girls have friends on and, and he comes up there and, you know, in that he's maybe two, three and he's blonde headed. I'm like, OK, that doesn't look like him. I'm not buying it. But I'll trust you. I just like the fact that your daughter thinks the, the bad boy is the one that's cute. That's awesome. No, but that's always the way the 14 year old girl is. At oh, least is in my opinion, it's like, oh, the bad boy. And and to be fair, if there is one to me, one standout young actor, I did think that he he does a pretty good job. Right. And, so I'm going to fast forward to another person in the cast. May I do that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because playing his father is of Scream fame, Skeet Ulrich. Yes, good old Skeet. Which, you know, I'm not saying he's the greatest actor. He's not the worst. But what was surprising, what I love is when a casting director can find someone to play someone's father that every once in a while when that main character, you see him, you go, oh, he kind of looks like yeah. his nose. There were moments where I thought, okay, the kid's not as and not as pretty as Skeet Ulrich was when he was young. Right. But I thought, you look like you could be his kid. It, great casting Yep. in that that regard. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, uh, if we're going to talk parents, I, I have to sure. go back to what I said before about Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. And, and I do not know how to say the, the woman who uh, played Betty's mom. I don't know the correct pronunciation. Madkin? Madkin? Amick? Yeah, right. Right. She was Shelly on Twin Peaks. So once again, we have another Twin Peaks type connection. Yes. They actually cast people from there. And she did play kind of a crazy mama very well. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I have to say this as a 50-year-old man. She aged very well. She's still a very beautiful, lovely lady. <laughs> that was the other thing about watching this show. Uh, I'm not quite at 50, but there were – I didn't watch, of course, by myself. So, you know, there were a couple blush moments, and I'm like, why am I embarrassed? But it's because those young actors are, are so young mm-hmm. with your young parts. And uh, I thought they did a great job of dressing uh, Veronica. And they did a good job with Betty, too. But Veronica, obviously, coming from the rich family and everything. Right. Had had some some so they, you know they did they put some thought into it which I thought was nice, you know and and there's some there's some very in in those approaches when you you're talking about coming from a rich type family you know there are some things in those regards with that I that I think are invaluable in a show like this again when when sitting with my 14 year old child where we had the rich kids we had the wet kids we had the poor kids that it what I'm amazed with watching my child is that I may juxtapose onto it oh they're the rich kid oh they're this those you know kids that age at least my daughter doesn't see them that way right so they did this wonderful little texturing of it that these are the kids but allowed them to be kids so fantastic job all the way around from the casting to the clothing yeah to the directing good job with just that. just the only minus so far is that 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 f and hair <laughs> that it was a little crazy is, it, it's more than a little it's jarring because even um Madeline, uh, no, yeah, Madeline Petch, Petch, who played Cherry Blossom, her hair was yes. was pretty red too. Um, Cheryl Blossom, not Cherry Blossom, Cheryl Blossom. Cheryl Blossom. Did I say Cherry? Huh? You did say Cherry. <laughs> it Which says it right here. Cheryl is Cheryl's a comic book character too. I didn't know. I this, didn't but know. Yep. up there looking it up, and she's like, "Oh yeah, she's always been there, sort of as an adversary to the other two girls." And I was like, "Okay." Yeah, she was she was creepy too. So, uh, but again. Uh, you brought in uh, Skeet, another uh, name that was uh, um, surprised to see, and on the screen mm-hmm. again was Robin Gibbons. Yes, who played? I, that's funny. I played the mayor, that. right? Yeah, yeah. She all of a sudden, she, it's one of those where you would think that they would go for the kitschy value. Oh, the parents might be watching. Let's put Luke Perry here and go wink, wink. Look who we cast, but it's just very natural. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting there and I'm laughing, and my daughter's like, "What is it?" I'm like, "Okay, well, that's somebody that was hot whenever I was your age." Yep. <laughs> And was married to Mike Tyson. Yes, the famous yep. earbiter. Earbiter. Yes. Um, and then, of course, one I thought they they could have played more with, but I, as we'll get into our, our review here in a minute, mm-hmm. I think they spent they kind of they as with any show that kind of meanders a little much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, they at very late they bring in uh, Molly Ringwald, which was nice to see as well. As Archie's mom. As Archie's mom. Yes. In which. I, Oh, God, I, I don't want to bash it, but if there was one moment for casting that I went and shut up, I thought, oh, come on. Partially because, uh, and I'm, the beautiful, sweet listeners out there, I don't want to pick on people for aging because I'm aging, I have wrinkles, I have gray hair. She's not aged very well, and I was so jarred by, you know, she was such an icon of yeah. what we all envision ourselves to be. Yeah. And so I think we all have that moment where we're looking, oh, wow, they look so much older. I couldn't get past it, and it's, it's it's on me. But every time she was come on, I was like, "Okay, could they please recast the role right, right now?" Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, um, you would think that uh, when they are doing the casting and trying to come up with that stuff, the most important thing you want to do is create a believable character, right? And yeah. so many times, as unless there's anybody else you want to specifically talk about as far as the cast, mm-hmm. um, this may be a good time to kind of just get into to what we thought. And one of the things was is I, t- time and time again during watching this this series. Um, I was <clears throat> entertained or annoyed or what, you know, taken out of the story 
mm-hmm. by things like that. So when she when yeah. Molly Ringwald came on screen, I know that I think they were at the house in the kitchen. But yes. the, I, I stopped watching because I was, you know, giggling and, and, you know, going like, oh, my God, there's Molly Ringwald. And I get it. It's the same thing with yeah. Luke Perry. I get it. But you have to be really careful. <clears throat> I know this because I've directed so many different television shows. It's crazy. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> you really have so many hours. <laughs> that you just have to be really careful about, you know, how much impact that's going to be. And well, I, I think that the difference there, Jeff, and, and, and if I can interrupt, is yeah. that when Luke Perry comes on, it's very much... I am Archie's dad, and there it is. The mistake they made with her, and I, and I really, I hadn't thought about this, but I, I, I think the mistake is not putting her there. She's a fine actor; she can handle this sure. role. Um, with the red hair, she fits, and it's an easy fit. Right. What the mistake is is that she comes in, and I forget, maybe like episode five, six, something like that, and it's she is estranged from Archie's father, who's Luke Perry, and we keep hearing about her and hearing about her and hearing about her. So suddenly one time the camera's lingering and Archie has an issue and it's that classic shot where it's following him and then it does the reverse kind of where he's going and we can see Luke Perry in the kitchen and as the camera comes around there she is and it was almost like, you know, look who we cast. Right. Everybody else in this is just treated like a regular character and if they had done regular characters, it would have been fine. I, you know what? You, you're absolutely right. Because even if they hit a, a, a phone call, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know, because she was coming in because they were separated and everything. And, right. and and if they had just had like a shot of her on the phone, maybe in the car or whatever, saying, right. yeah, okay, well, you know, all right, well, we'll, you know, we'll talk to you later and right. not do such a reveal. Uh, and that's anybody can steal that script writing right there because that's that's gold, freaking gold yeah. right there. Mm, okay, I'll see you later. Just take it. Um, yeah. But but uh, but if they had done a soft reveal or a softer intro, I th- I agree with it too. Yeah, I mean, because I'm thinking back on Luke Perry, Robin Givens, uh, Mad Kinamic, who you know it's a little more niche if you knew Twin Peaks, but still, every one of them is just a normal character reveal, right? And I can't think of anybody else but Molly, even Skeet Ulrich, who you know. I'm sure there are a lot of mothers watching this that thought he was beautiful, still do think he's beautiful, mm-hmm. and he's just treated as here I am, I'm Jughead's dad. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not to yeah. the point. Because you, you're right. It's the same amount. And, and even somebody like Luke Perry, you bring up an interesting point. He's going to be a harder reveal than Molly Ringwald because yeah. I think if you did a comparison, I don't know, uh, in our official stats here at the staff of the Other Kind Radio, uh, you know, <laughs> of, of, of who would be a more recognizable name. But, True. you know, I, I, you're right. I, I think they did they did the good, the bad, and they did have a number of directors. So I'm sure, and writers, so I'm sure that that was, you know, something they probably... Uh, thought about or you know yeah. just we're trying to figure out what they were going to do well, um, it's not to be overly critical but yeah go ahead yeah yeah absolutely so um, my first when, when i watched that first episode mm-hmm. i started saying uh it's twin peaks meets strange things meets te- any team vampire i was trying to think of that damn movie that came out um uh oh, twilight twilight because yeah. everybody's so so white so pure white on that show and, and, and it does remind remain that way for quite a while yes yes you, you do eventually get characters interjected and, and they're rather major yeah that are african-american i was obviously robin givens but at the very first it is a very lily white portrayal but then again thinking of that so if they were going for that americana look of twin peaks let's, right right let's make it seem like modern times can still have somewhere that's like where rich cunningham grew up right absolutely um, then let's put this as lily wide as we can before we start showing the diversity of the world. Because again, once they get into the diversity of this world, 
there are there are black people, there are black people that they interact with, there are Asian people, you know, yep. there are all kinds yeah. of people around that I, I I never really thought of it, but that may be how how and why they. I, I, I don't way. think they just stumbled into it. It no. almost seems like maybe it was purposeful. Because it looked like the, I mean, their skin tones were exactly with what Twilight had and everything. So then I had yeah. any team vampire movie, uh, 90210, 13 Reasons, uh, Glee, because there is some singing and musical uh, performance yes. with uh, Josie and the Pussycats. But to be fair, there is on the cartoon too. Yes. Oh, we, oh yeah, absolutely. These are these are just these are just the things the mesh or the right the melting pot of what I and then and one other one I uh, included too was Wild Things, the movie Wild Things with uh, uh, all those people that were in it uh, because yeah, I, of, I never saw that. But go ahead. You never saw Wild Things? No. With um, oh god. Okay, this is going to be awful. I'm going to have to I'm going to jump is on the Is that my assignment here. for the, is that my assignment for the next shows I have to watch Wild Things? No. Um I'm just surprised you uh let me get an IMDb here. Um Maybe I have. Let I me... think you have cuz it's got uh oh lordy. Um some well-known actors. Um and so it's got uh, I'm sure all the kind listeners are like it's got this person in it. Um, oh my god. We're we're listening. Oh, oh is it the Kevin Bacon film? Yes. Yeah, okay, yes, I did see that. As soon as I saw Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon, Matt Dillon, Nev Campbell, and then Denise Richards. So, you can see what an impact it made on me. So. Because, and I included that because of the whole relationship that they get into very early with yeah. the teacher and Archie, mm-hmm. which I guess there's some, some business going on there. So, right. um, so th- I think they did. They borrowed from a lot of different uh, shows and, mm-hmm. and made reference to a lot of shows. They made reference to Mad Men, Goonies, mm-hmm. Green Mile, uh, Donnie Darko. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some similar scenes to Ferris Bueller. So there was, and I. It's very <clears throat> pop culture aware. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that, 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 that they put that in there for, for, for those fathers like yourself who have 14 year old, you know, daughters and, and they wanted to watch a show. So there's just a little bit of, a little bit of meat for you there. Right. In, in hearing so, that stuff. And with this, because I, I feel like, and I hope you don't mind me interjecting, I think at this point, I think it's safe to, to let a listener know we, we've said all this about what it's kind of about. In a nutshell, the show is that someone is murdered. Yeah. And it becomes it becomes a very a very typical who did it, but at the same time, and, you know, and, and of course, I'm watching with my 14-year-old child who doesn't have the experience to have watched who done it to start look, looking and say well it can't be this person this person this person right but it sort of goes through the town of we're the rich people you're the the poor people you're the gangs you're all this and it does a lot of that in a manner that again it for me it allowed a ton of discussions with my kid now she's already very aware of that i i you know you do not speak down to a single person you do not treat anybody differently because of skin you whatever but we're still allowed to talk about it because what it does is it, it, it creates a compelling murder mystery, compelling to an extent. I'll, I'll say that. I won't say right. it's the greatest murder mystery ever, but <laughs> compelling enough that it makes you tune in and you're talking about issues, be it about flat out about slut shaming. Mm-hmm. We have that in the yep. show. Yep. We, we have broken hearts. We have teachers sleeping with students. Mm-hmm. We have all kinds of things that are fairly relevant to today. Yes. So it's a pretty interesting take on making a teen soap opera, which now if we go back to Twin Peaks, what Twin Peaks did beautifully was it interjected David Lynch's weird sensibilities into a soap opera. It was a soap opera first and foremost, but then it had ladies carrying logs in it. Yes. So this is another way that to me it's very similar. It's a soap opera with some 
twists and some oddities around it. Right. Absolutely. Um, and, 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 you know, to a certain point, point, sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a bad, they do push, yes. the, they push the envelope on a few of those things. But <clears throat> you, made, you brought up a really interesting point in the fact that, you know, someone like your daughter who has never seen something like this, and this is a good, mm-hmm. I would say, a good way to kind of get introduced into it and be at least exposed to it. Because, um, again, yes, as you, as you get older, you see movies and, and programs, and that's how you begin to start to anticipate plot and right. character development, everything, because everything's borrowed a little bit from from everything, and that's stuff that even goes back to Shakespeare's, you know, type sure. of productions. But, um, so yeah, for I and 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 I'll never forget growing up myself seeing some shows that I, I can't think of any right this second, but that I was really into and thought was fantastic. And of course, my parents always were like, "That's awful," you know. It's it, right. It's try. You know, it's 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 campy. It's it's it, you know, it's not even they're not even trying to write real well. But if, if it is your first exposure to it, then there lies, you know, the enjoyment of at least seeing it. I think that's the important part as well. Oh, and I think that, it's, you know, it's like even pop culture, the consumption of media like this is no different than the consumption of foods and wines and beers. You don't jump with – you and I drink beer often together. Yes. We don't jump – we did not jump into the beers we like now right away because you have to develop a palate for it. So I think that right. watching something like this is the same way, and I could see her kind of getting that – if I put on L.A. Confidential now with all its twists and turns, yeah. which, you know, takes the conventions of, oh, you know who's done it. But then it if it's smart, like that movie is, it twists it just enough to kind of make you go, oh, I never saw that coming. Yeah. You don't ever have that. I never saw that coming until you at least understand the genre. So now she understands it. She's seen that. And right. I, you know, I, I never thought about that. I was exposing her to whodunits, but I guess I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's a cool thing, too. Um, so there were a couple things that I saw that bothered me first of all was the uh the pep rally um and josie and the pussycats are performing in the rain (laughs) yeah yeah so so let's be fair let's set the table for everybody this really does have josie and the pussycats just like you saw before they're three african-american girls yes they wear little i I guess the best way to call them is almost like little tiaras that look like pussycat ears Mm mm-hmm and they sing songs, and it's it, even the logo on the bass drum head is exactly like the logo you remember from the cartoon when you were a kid. Yes, and they are they're kind of um, they're kind of mean. They're not very yeah. nice. Those they're Josie kind of and the Pussycats. Yeah, yeah, biatches. Um, which I I don't remember because I didn't read the comic, but definitely uh, not very warm. Uh, to no, but I, th- I think that that's a, at least a interesting choice because one of the one of the problems that i for me too often in these shows is that characters are so one-dimensional so you say they're they're kind of bitches but and 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 i'm sorry if i'm cussing you need to beat me (laughs) um but if they're if they're bitchy they are they do have their moments of being more gentle yes and at least at least a small attempt at making a three-dimensional character yes yes i agree with you 100 percent on that um so yeah, I mean, I'm, I started looking at some of those things, and and then there's also at that pep rally, mm-hmm. um, the scene where um, Cherry, <laughs> Cheryl, Cheryl, uh, runs away, and she yes. runs away, and she runs across the football field where the game, right? Because they're doing a pep rally before the game is yes. going to be played, and there's no lines on the field. Oh, I didn't know that. 
Um, also, where did Archie get his letterman's jacket? He has one, but if going back to my days in high school, you had to earn your letterman's jacket by making yeah. varsity. So maybe things have changed since then. Maybe so. Um, so you're thinking about things I, I, I did not spend time thinking about. Oh that yeah, one. I was I was in it. So yeah, I saw the I saw the live concert in the rain. I saw it run across the yeah. field with the lines. I noticed that the PA system they set up, the speakers were behind the mics, which for those kind listeners yes. know about uh, live event, you can't do that. Um, well, then there's a moment later on in the show when Archie's performing a big song for all his friends, and his guitar is not even plugged into the sound. <laughs> there's not even a wireless one. It's just a guitar. <laughs> And you know and that, I, that just drove me nuts. I want to talk. I want to talk about that because I thought that was an interesting uh, point that they kind of spent a lot of time on. Um, that mm-hmm. just kind of made me giggle. But the last one. Um, so I've got that one. Um, I have a student lounge. Did your Did your high school have a student lounge? No, and that's funny you say that because I sort of thought, okay, is this now referencing Friends? We've almost got a central perk for kids to go. Yeah. Hang yeah, so they're like, yeah, I was like, okay, so they can't go to a coffee shop? I mean, it, and it does. They they have an opening shot that says student lounge. Yeah. And, and I was just like, uh, okay, all right, well, I you know, guess it. Uh, I also have the note on here that <laughs> we're going back to the prep rally. This is when I was taking really good notes before I just started watching the show. Um, yeah. there, I also thought it interesting that, <laughs> um, I guess, you know, as usual, there's some drama going on. Archie's trying to get some stuff worked out. And... The pep rally's going on. Josie and the Pussycats are doing their thing. And Archie's, like, running around talking to everybody, Jughead and, and Betty mm-hmm. and Veronica. And then all of a sudden, they cut to a shot where they run through the paper. You know, the football f- team runs mm-hmm. out. And, mm-hmm. and I'm just thinking, like, there is no way that the co- – like, he'd be like, Coach, I'll be right back. I, I got to <laughs> go. <laughs> I got to go talk to my friends. Yeah. You know, I think so his, his teammates already hate him. Because you know he's out jaw jacking around. They're having to do well, push ups and of stuff. That hair too. That hair. Oh my lord. Yeah. Uh, crazy, crazy. So I and, and I did uh, and then leading into kind of the student lounge and everything. I wrote uh, it, it was 2017, but with definitely a 1990s vibe because Very nice when they do open the newspaper back up at the mm-hmm. uh, high school, mm-hmm. there's a typewriter in there. And I'm, that's true. There is. I'm wondering how many high schools we could go to that would have a typewriter. They do have an old Mac in there. I think somebody was just trying to be cute with that. Well, you know, you, you bring up a really good point. I, I'm pretty sure with the choices of casting the adult actors as well as those touches, plus when you start listening to a lot of the music that Josie and the Pussycats and Archie sing, um, they eventually sing Kids in America, which I think is by Kim Wilde, if I remember mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. 90s music correct. Mm-hmm. You know, they touch on 90s touchstones again and again yeah. to ground it there, which does, what we, we have to remember, that's 20 years ago. And that, to most kids my daughter's age, that is a time way gone by. Yes. Yes. So, it, so if you think about Twin Peaks comes out in the 90s, mm-hmm, and they it had mm-hmm. that kind of 60s feel, yep. you're, you're looking kind of the same thing in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah, yeah, had the shuffling sound, yes. and it also had, which is a fun note. I had to show my daughter the dwarf dancing scene. <laughs> I said, Archie's never going to get this weird, but you at least need to see it. Right, exactly. So yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of a show without a time. It, it, it you know, yeah. everybody had their modern phones, and 
and we're right. getting sticky maples and all that stuff. But then just the, I mean, especially even the gym outfits that they were in went back to my high school days, you know, with the kind of the shorts and the way the shirts were right. everything. So, well, and the cheerleaders practicing outfits look like shorts yes. that a girl would wear back in the seventies with, with knee high socks yep. with those kind of, uh, I don't know what to call them, but those t-shirts you wore under baseball jerseys, yeah. where it was a colored sleeve with a white middle. Yep. It very much looks like they've pulled a look from the seventies and put it here. So yeah. So it's kind of time, all, and time again, they're doing it all over, all over yeah. the place with that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so, I mean, again, they're retelling a story and, and, and I like that they, um, they kind of went and did this. But I, I did find the story uh, line of Archie becoming a musician mm-hmm. versus a football player mm-hmm. as something that also would be something that would be a big deal in the 90s uh, or maybe the 80s. Um, and I just, it, it, it struck a weird chord with me, no pun intended, mm-hmm. because, you know, he has this Luke Perry. I mean, freaking Luke Perry's his dad, he's, yeah. a, he's a cool dude. And his dad, like, is a working man and everything. But then his dad kind of seems to have an issue with him becoming a songwriter, you know, and doing yeah. both. And yeah. and I'm like, why would you do that? I mean, I, if anything, you're keeping your kid in a good place, you know, that, yeah. hey, oh, he's doing music. Oh, he's not playing in sleazy bars. He just wants to write songs. The thing that the show did that was wrong for me, and this is a person who's dipped my toe in. In, in music yeah if i were trying to do something like that today the first thing i would do is i do what a lot of kids do now i would record myself singing and put it on youtube because you never know what happens to you once that happens if you're good enough what? and archie has no awareness of the outside world and how he can take control of this instead of this is very passive i want to do it you won't let me do it yeah then go do it yeah well and you skipped over the part where you were going to go find a music teacher well, okay, but if my music teachers look like that, I just might have to go find a music teacher. Which, on the funny note, my daughter sees her as nothing but disgusting and ugly because, and maybe it's the good girl of her, she's like, she's being inappropriate with a child. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, she yeah. is, but I said, once again, she's hot. <laughs> the ultimate get out of get out of jail card. Yeah, let's Which go. then, of course, my daughter says, Daddy, you shouldn't be talking like no, that. No, like, exactly. Whatever. Exactly. <laughs> But, but, she's hot. but you're right. It, it was a, it was a big point that was kind of played out over a period of time. And like you said, all he had to do was just, you know, fire up the laptop and put something on YouTube and it would have been done. Um, yeah. Do you think that was him singing? I know that he was at least educated enough with guitar that he was changing chords appropriately. Oh, I okay. mean, he's he there were numerous shots of it where I'm not saying he's playing the part that we're hearing recorded, but someone has shown him, yeah. here's what a bar chord, here's what an open chord, here's what these things look like, and here's where you should change it. So he has a clue. I, I don't know about the singing. And, and to tell you the truth, I, I didn't care about that because I did find that storyline. I was like, okay, this is stupid. Yeah, I wondered I wondered how quickly you were you were going to be like, yeah, okay, let's move on, let's move on. Because, you know, there, there was a murder. And... Um, I I also, as you alluded to earlier, I think when it comes to a representation of a good who's who, who's done it, who done mm-hmm. it, this does fall very 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 short. Um, they it does. yeah they they tried to play around and do some things, and there was of course always some drama happening. But in the end, um, which of course they left room for season two. 
But yes. in the end, the reveal um, took, a, to me, a little too long. I don't know that I think it took too long. I saw it coming three episodes before it did. Oh, okay. And I said to my daughter, because she said, you don't have any idea who did it. And I'm not going to say to the, the listeners, because I, right. I will say this. As much as I'm being critical uh, critical about elements, I do think they did a pretty good job with the show overall. Yes, yes. Uh, if you want something like this, it's not a bad waste of your time. Not at all. Um, right. But I said to her, um, it's either this person or this person, but I think it's this person. And I just saw her eyes kind of glaze over, like, how do you do that? You know, it, it, it has that feeling, though, when you've watched enough of these yeah. that you can go, okay, it can't be this person. It can't be this person. That promise, process of elimination gets you down to two or three people, and at that point you go, it's them. Right. So there's nothing surprising about it. Now, I I will say this. what How we find out who did it and what happens to that person, I was a little surprised that they portrayed what they portrayed Mm-hmm. happens to the person who's responsible for the murder. Yes. Um, just because seeing that kind of, I, I, I don't want to reveal anything, but seeing, seeing the act of what happens to this person is not something you usually see in teen dramas. No, not at all. Not at all. And, and not many reveals happen on a thumb drive. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good point. And, you know, when they do it, I thought, you know, I, I I work with videos on thumb drives all the time, and I can't tell you how many times that I'll play them and they stop. Right. Like, well, come on. <laughs> you know, I'm going to start crash. it over. Right. Yes. I wanted to see that. And I'd be like, you know, I'd be like, well, do we do? I mean, because they were so, so quick to put the USB in their computer. I'm like, man, if somebody put a virus on there, that'd be. That's what I thought, too. Yeah, awful. You know, like they could have thought of some other way. I mean, they were doing so many throwbacks to the 90s to throw it on a throw it on a tape. Throw it, yeah. uh, you know, or something like that. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, mean, I do think it was that episode that, that had a line, a reference to another pop culture thing, where it's almost like a Scooby Doo, yes. where they said something for you intrepid kids or something yeah. like that. Yep. It sounded yep. like that. Yeah, loved yeah. that reference. <laughs> well, good. I mean, like you know, I, and and hopefully with the kind listeners, you know, I, um, as we as we kind of draw our final conclusions here, um, you know, I definitely think I I did enjoy it. I did I did enjoy watching it. Um, obviously, you know, they're, they're putting on a production, um, and it's easy. It's so easy to, to, to just like when you're, you know, on Sundays and you're watching your favorite football team and, and they do something yeah. wrong, it's so easy to nitpick. So right. I like the way you, you put it earlier. We're, we're definitely not, uh, you know, trying to beat up on them or anything. They're just, right. they're just some things that they went so far, right? They went mm-hmm. so far to show Archie how to correctly mimic playing a guitar, mm-hmm. but then there's no lines on the football field. And, um, you know, so it it was inconsistent on some of those things. What's that person? You know this because you know film stuff. What's the person that uh, continuity, right? Don't they have Mm -hmm. somebody there Mm -hmm. that kind of like, okay, his coffee mug was half full. And now on a a small production, it's the same person that is the script supervisor. We're also doing continuity on the big ones. There's somebody that's that's their whole job. And I would think on something like this that would you would have both a production designer and a continuity person that should realize that. So. Now I'm going to have to go go back to Netflix and watch this scene again just to see it and go, damn it, Jess, really. Uh, I do have to say this about you, and I've loved this about you, about being your friend for so long. You will pick things apart as you're getting into it, but as you start to like it, I've noticed that just what you said. I made a lot of notes at the first, yeah. but as you get into it, your notes kind of lessen. Sure, yeah. You know, well, they're establishing, they're establishing, to me, they're establishing the amount of effort they're putting on on creating the world that you're going right. to spend that time in and 
you know, who knows? It was raining. Maybe they maybe they were shooting. Who knows? I mean, it was just, you know, just well, those decisions that were made were some things that kind of made me go, hmm. You know, well, that like, scene also possesses my least favorite kind of lighting in a film which, oh. or a TV show, which is the mysterious backlight that's coming from nowhere, nowhere, and and a fog of mist, and there's no foreground lights, what are you know called key lights. There's none of yeah. that, and it's just like, what kind of football game is this that they had to, you know, the <laughs> the local uh, refinery had its lights on, and it was blasting <laughs> through the fog, and that's how they were playing football. Right, exactly, like uh, lining up all the cars and having them turn on their yeah. headlights, you know. Uh, yeah, that yeah. would have been cool. That would have that at least would have explained it a little bit. Um, still don't know why on, it needed to rain. Call them and, I'm gonna let I'm gonna call them and let you be the uh, production designer <laughs> for the show next season. Because I, I would have raised my hand and be like, "Do we do we really need it to rain?" What I understand it adds drama to it, but we already have fog. And then the most right. emotional part of that whole scene happens uh, in the locker room. But um, that's a very good point. But but, where but it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it, it was you just kind of wonder why you're there. And you know why they're spending the timeline. You taught me that. Um, yeah. But again, it's I think it's <clears throat> 12, 13 episodes, something like that. And I, I think, like you, kind of what you're saying. I I I got to spend time with my child. I did not mind any of it. Right. Um, it did take me. Oh, I'm going to say there were probably the middle three. You know, after we did the first three, then the, you got into maybe three to five episodes where I just felt like, oh Jesus, come on. Right. But at the same time, it presented things that were interesting. And I, I want to be very fair. I watch a lot of things with her that are, oh, my God, you want to talk excruciating. This was not excruciating at all. No, no, not at all. And and, you know, I, hopefully for those kind listeners, again, that are listening, um, you know, definitely go out and at least play around with it. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm surprised. I'm wondering where Carrot Top's agent was during all this because <laughs> he, <laughs> I just immediately was like, I just he could play a professor. He could have, you know, something. But good God, you know that he's going to end up being Archie's like stepdad or uncle or something now. Sideshow Bob, yeah, he'll he'll come oh, in Jesus. and and, <laughs> and do that. So I'm looking through the trivia real quick as we end. Archie can actually play the guitar. It says right here. Okay, but uh, who put that in there? Um. I don't know. It's just well. I mean, it's on the internet, so it's true, right? I mean. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry, I didn't realize you found it there. I thought it was on a trading card that you read. That <laughs> a trading card. <laughs> yes, uh, the the post office just dropped off my Riverdale trading cards, <laughs> and I just had to break them out real quick to uh, to break out the knowledge. I like looking through those a little bit. Um, so, did you know KJ Appas from New Zealand? No, uh, yes, I did. As a matter of fact, because my my stinking daughter. Really. Yes. Oh, for me, <laughs> your daughter's like breaking off all this knowledge, I guess. No. Uh, you, you remember what it was like to be 14 when the, the smallest trivia made you feel like you were connected to them? And, and God help me if she ever listens to this. But, you you know, at that age, you start imagining that you're going to marry them because you know all the things about them. And so, yes, she knows those things about her. Wait, about wait, him, way, to, way to crush my dreams as well. Great. Fantastic. Well, so you're I saying it's you, not going to happen. I've told you, you and I cannot get married. I'm already married. <laughs> Well, good, yeah. So again, I, I think we've given our, our thoughts on it. I definitely say it's worth a try for those yeah. for those hardcore geeks and stuff, if you will. There is plenty to pick apart if if you're looking for some continuity and some other things in it. But like you like you so well said, once I dive in, I just dive in. And 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 to to make mention real quick too, mm -hmm. I didn't know who did it, and I didn't have any idea. So it's one thing that's that you and I kind of are opposite on as far as that. Um, and I mm -hmm. think it brings an interesting perspective to it because even a movie like Sixth Sense, 
Mm-hmm. You know, everybody you talk to about Sixth Sense says, oh, I, I knew it. You know, I knew it two frames right. in. I saw the opening title credit, and I knew what was going on. Yeah. I didn't. I was completely I surprised by it. So, yeah, my sister threw out when she thought, oh, I knew I knew what the, the thing was. I was right. like, shut up, you did not. <laughs> I mean, I understand for some people, you know, being able to try and, and predict or, 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 you know, make that assumption, of course, would, would show a sign of, of insight and, uh, and I guess in some instances intelligence. But when it comes to shows like that and, and, and getting back to, to Riverdale, I like to just get swallowed up in and outside of my initial notes just kind of get, you know, into the story and just kind of go live in that world and where you can, you know, play football on a field with no lines or, you know, have right tons of electrical equipment plugged in and being used during a rainstorm. But it, let's, let's be let's be real clear about something. And I think you touched on probably to me the most absolute important thing about this entire show. OK, they established a world. Yes. Yes. And when you watch a show often, I, I, I can't say enough how much I believe that if you can't really create the rules of the world, why it works, how it works, what it is, what the mood is, what the settings are, all these things, and that has to, that's an unspoken language that has to be communicated consistently. Yes. If you don't set your, that's half the where movies and TV shows go wrong is in their tone. Yes. This show understands its tone. It understands its people. It, there's never a moment that I don't think it understands what it wants to do and what it wants to be. So I do think, you know, even going back to Archie, why is he wearing a Letterman jacket? Because it 100% evokes the idea of all American right. good kid is wearing that. Yeah. Um, and I also want to interject because we talked about people made it and I know we're trying to move on to this. This, I can't find his name now, but apparently one of the big showrunners is also the guy that for the CW has made Arrow, Supergirl, Flash. Uh, it's the same guy. He apparently loved all this stuff, and this is one that he turned to a team and said, "I want it developed." So, ah, uh, the guy can do no wrong when it comes to the comic book world yeah. on TV right now. Yeah, and and I like. I, I am having great summation on. By the way, on that, and I do like. I, it is cool. I mean, I remember growing up, and and my best friend and I were like, you know, man, if they just make a GI Joe movie, you know, how yeah. cool would that be? So a lot of those are getting to to, to be made and are coming in out now, and and it's fun Absolutely. to kind of see it. So, um. And if I ever have to go back to dancing uh, for the ladies, I'm I'm going to change my stage name to Sticky Maple, uh, <laughs> or is it a Maple Sticky? Either way, uh, that that was. I, I, well, I was about to say, if I ever go into adult film work, can I be the, the Sticky Maple <laughs> sticky and you be the Maple Sticky? Like they had to come up with something. They were like, well, it's got to be this horrible thing that happened, but what can we call it? And I'm sure I, they had. Funny. <laughs> I was so glad Abby never said, Dad, what do you think that means? I don't want to talk about that. Exactly, exactly. You'd have to, like, pause it and say, well, when a man and a woman, no. no." (laughs) There are so many things that with my daughter, I'm like, let's talk about everything. Let's be cool. That was one. I was like, okay, that's kind of gross. I really don't want to get into that Yeah, no, no. That was, that was, uh, they they went there. They went there. And by the way, his name is Greg Burr. Berlanti is the guy that is the showrunner creator of all those shows. Ah. So he's he wrote two episodes. He was a part of the creation of this. So hats off to him. They did a great job of at least making Archie relevant yes. and interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for your time on that. And and again, out to all the listeners, you know, give it a try. Give it a listen. It's not perfect, but uh it's it's better than a poke in the eye. And uh it, the, mm. for me the main the main uh, thing that I took away from uh, enjoying and watching it was again all the references to stuff that I knew about, um, whether it was a television show or, or like you said, pop culture um, that makes it enjoyable. 
and I'm just I, I don't feel like I'm stuck in a world uh, of a modern day teenager into that I wouldn't have any you know any way to real relate to it or not. I, de- I defy anyone that watches it when they do the ah honey honey sugar sugar when they sing that song if you don't smile. <laughs> You're, you're just a dead American. That's exactly. all I can say. It, exactly. it, it was kitschy. It's funny. So yeah. it, it, there's tons of that. Well, cool. Well, thank you, Todd. Thank you for your time. And um, well, I'm going to be out of the out of the studio. Going to be on business uh, for a while. But um, uh, when we get back and, and things uh, calm down, what do you what are you thinking for? What should we tackle next? Well, I you know I think that for me the biggest thing that's kind of hit here lately and. It was something that caught my eye is the new show on Netflix called Glow. Glow, uh, with Mark Marin. Yes, with with the great Mark Marin. Uh, I so, think I have I have actually seen that, uh, and I think that would be a great one. I'll go back and kind of review and get caught up and everything because that's got uh, that's the actress uh, Allison w- Brie that was in Nurse Jackie. Oh, uh, I for, oh Betty Gilpin Gilpin. Who just has a stunning body? Um, I, I, the kind that I just I, I, all I could make was a. <laughs> are you are are you and your daughter going to watch that one together? Um, no. <laughs> no. So I so I watched it too, but I'm going to challenge you with this so that we can talk about both. Copy. Netflix also has a fantastic documentary about the real glow. Ooh. Go okay. watch it. Yeah. So let's watch both for next we'll time. We'll watch both next time and, and, and discuss that. So for those kind listeners, if you want to uh, be on the same page and not feel like uh, we're going to ruin anything for you, make sure you stop out there and, uh, you know, check it out. Because uh, I enjoyed it, and, and now to know that there's a documentary uh, will be fantastic to know as well. So, yep. um, well, man, 57 minutes on the dot. We're doing great. We, we kick ass when we really talk about things we like. <laughs> All right. I want to thank everybody for your listening. Feel, feel free to sign up. Oh, and let's just, let's, Lordy, I almost forgot my things. This is the beautiful thing because I'm not going to edit this out. This is, this is how bad it is for me to try. I've got it written right here in big letters. So I'm we'll going to beg you not to edit this out because I love you. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, I'm up. not going to edit out. I, yeah. Good. <laughs> I screwed up. Another project for all the kind listeners that should they should be checking out is something that Todd is also working on. Todd, please tell us about what you're doing because I had never heard about this and I am blown away. Go ahead. So uh, another friend and I, uh, he introduced me to a podcast that is the Star Wars Minute. Uh, I'm a, I will never hide the fact that I love Star Wars. I will also never hide the fact that if Jeff ever wants to get into the tedium to where he's bored with this, we'll talk about the prequels and how much I hate them and why they're wrong and how, how they could have been fixed. But... <laughs> You listen to this, and what these guys did is they've actually kind of created a little subgenre in pot, the podcasting world where it's people take a series of movies or a movie, and they watch that movie for one minute themselves. They take notes, and they come and talk about that very minute. So you may tune in one day, and it's minute 18 through 19, and they talk about the minutia of what they thought. Why are these people doing that? It's all kinds of things like that. Well, they've now created this sort of subgenre, like I said, where – there are people taking uh, Back to the Future. Somebody's about to launch uh, The Godfather. And my friend Sean and I have taken on my favorite, my second favorite film franchise, which is Planet of the Apes. And we have, we've now recorded 15 episodes. We're going to get 30 in the can. And so we'll probably be launching it within about the next three to four weeks. Yeah. And it's breaking down the Planet of the Apes movies one minute at a time. I am, you know, it's one of those things where you, where you want to punch yourself in the koala because you're like, why... Why didn't I think of that? That is such a brilliant thing to do. It's a little, 
it's a little bit of a deep dive for me to do it minute by yeah. minute. Um, but I did listen to the ones you recommended and, and uh, did enjoy. I thought they, they were, were excellently uh, done. And, and again, they watched that minute. And, and, and folks, this inc- includes the opening credits. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, trust I mean, me, it does. <laughs> uh, Sean and I did, the, and you want to talk about something excruciating. And, and what Sean and I did right away was we said, "Look, this film's made in 1968. There may be minutes when we end up with a podcast for that week or for that day. This is published daily. We may end up with a podcast for that day that's five minutes long because yeah. we're like, holy crap, yeah. this is these people, and that's all we have to talk about. But you break it apart, and what it does allow you to you have some fun with that you look at 1968's production values, you look at the performances, how yes. it's different. We're trying to dive into that because, and Jeff knows Sean, it, it, Sean fits into the world like Jeff and I do where we like this kind of stuff. So Sean and I break these things apart. Awesome. And it's just a lot of fun. So make sure you check it out. I'll put a link up on uh, the website when that goes live and everything. I can't wait to listen to it. And, and uh and I think it's just a, a brilliant thing to do. And even you and I have discussed, and I, you know, as a guest host uh, or a, a guest uh, yes. person on there, I would love not host, but just a guest on the show. I would love to do that because um, I think there could be some real interesting conversation to have on there. And, and I promise once they actually start showing apes in the films, you'll, you'll be one of That's one of our main points of contention is that we're 15 minutes in and all we have are a bunch of humans and there's not an <laughs> ape inside. Fantastic. Awesome. Okay. So I did my job there. I didn't screw it up too bad, but uh, check out that. And what's the, what's the name of the uh, the project? It's it is called Minute of the Apes, and you can actually find us at our website at minuteoftheapes.com. We will uh, have links to where you can find it to listen to the podcast. You can contact us through social media there. So again, it's minuteoftheapes.com. Awesome. Go support that. That's a great project. Support Todd and Sean, kind listeners. Thanks for joining us. It'll be a couple weeks. We'll be back with more mayhem and talking about GLOW, which stands for Glorious... What is it? Glorious Labor of... Ladies of... (laughs) (laughs) Glorious Ladies of Wrestling. There we go. I just wanted to get you on tape saying that. All right. (laughs) Enough tomfoolery. Take us out. The other kind of radio. Radio. The other kind of radio. Radio.